Hi everybody, it's Robert from Soccer Rangers. Sorry for going and getting this up a few days late, but unfortunately I'm sure at this point you're all aware of the tragedy that happened in Las Vegas. And we are very heartbroken by what has transpired. It's a horrible tragedy. We're compassionate people and we try our best to just go and do whatever we can in these situations. We've been going and focusing on helping out at blood banks. I actually went to my local hospital on Monday when we normally upload these things and ended up just going and chauffeuring people that were uh, coming in to do blood donations that maybe didn't have a ride back or didn't have something more immediately available there. It's great to see communities coming together despite these horrible tragedies. Normally we do a charity shout out at the end. Uh, this time around, go and check with your local blood banks. Go and see if the local hospital is doing any sort of blood drives or anything like that going on in your local community. As important as it is for something like this where so many people are still in critical condition and will need blood transfusions for a long time to come now, we want to think that that's the only time that this is needed, but we are... Globally, we are always short on blood supply when it comes to emergency procedures. We have come an amazing distance medically in the last hundred years. We're able to do things like this that we didn't have access to before. But unfortunately, because our medical technologies and because our ability to save people's lives have gotten better, it also means that consumable resources like blood have become more important than ever. And we are always short on this. So beyond this tragedy, please go and do some blood donations if you can uh, for this. But even still, do regular donations. Uh, I'm not going to go and say do it as much as you can because that varies from person to person. Uh, some people should not go and do that. Blood platelets are something your body does not recover easily uh, if you're familiar with the whole process. But do what you can. Donate when you can. This is something that really does affect people. It does save lives. This is one of the best things you can do for yourself. And the best part is it doesn't cost you anything. Some places will even pay you for it. But, you know, try to be charitable. Do your best. And thank you so much for coming back, guys. And I hope you'll help us in doing what we can to go and help heal the people that were injured during this tragedy. Now, let's get back to the podcast. And, uh, yeah, hope hope you guys are doing well. Bye now. Hello and welcome to Zio Soccer Rangers podcast. Uh, I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Robert. I'll be your Red Ranger for this evening. And today, I wanted to talk about uh, what was it? Two things. Well, we just we just had a convention here. Uh, who who went to that convention? Raise your hands. I guess I'm the only one raising my hand. Cole, why would you at the convention? Cole? Cole? Uh, Cole? Cole? Uh, I asked you a question, Cole. You didn't hear a question. Why didn't you hear no. a question? Oh, what did, what did I say? Rob, did you hear me? What did I say? 
I heard you. You were asking Cole, why the hell weren't you at the convention that was going on this weekend? Not last week, weekends, weekends ago. Weekends ago, fine. Last weekend. 23rd? No, weekend before that. 16th. I'm just going to bring eight. 16th. There we go. Yeah. The Sask Expo. Happened. Okay. We, don't, yeah. we don't get too many conventions on here, so when things do happen. And it has grown. Holy shit. It, I unfortunately a, was unable to make it this year again. Ah, uh, it went. It took how? Why? How? Why? How? Why? How? So it took up all of Prairie Land, uh, all of Prairie Land, all of it. It's it's grown. It's doubled in doubled inside. I don't know. It's it's filled up our convention area that we have. We don't have a convention hall here. We have Prairie Land Park, which is like a sort of expo area. We've got lots of lands, so everything's flat. So it's just flat buildings that span across a big area. Nothing fancy like stories or anything like that in a downtown area. Like, yeah. So that saying, um, yeah, no, it's busy. It's grown here. It seems that people are enjoying conventions here, and so they're they're getting big. And man, do I know a lot of people at conventions now? I don't know how often. Uh, Dex had to bring this up that like I was constantly running into people I know and then I'd go disappear and talk with them down a different route of the engine hall and then I'd show up again later after I've had my conversations with the people I meet and then I would meet another person. Uh, Who else? Uh, Gotta see the voice actors for Pinky and the Brain. I hate you. He did the continent country song live on stage. Because he was also that seems uh, to be his thing lately. Yeah, I'm doing it. It's always been his thing. <laughs> yeah, and they talked about uh, who else? When, uh, well, there's some other things I missed though. When with my mom, my mom and my sister. Their were costumes dressed. were awesome. Man, yeah, I don't know how many people I uh, would walk by and I hear the thing. It was the it was the Axel effect I get when I'm Axel, where it's just like you're walking, you're walking. <gasps> Oh, she's a Dalek. <gasps> oh, she's a Dalek. So what you're telling me is that something that we've just always equated with you and Axel is actually a genetic factor. Might be a genetic factor. We seem to, might genetically, we just pick the costumes that people are like, <gasps> oh. Because like, I, I don't I don't know how many times I walk by an Axel on here and just I'm near the side is like, <gasps> oh, it's that person. And I'm like, yeah, I'm dressed as that person. They don't come up and say hi or anything or like, can I... Well, occasionally can I get a picture, but it's so many gasps and go, it's this person. So my sister and my mom had dresses and my sister was a Dalek and my mom was a TARDIS. So, yeah, I think it's like a weird realization when people go, oh, it's that. And you just hear that constantly. So, yeah, man, God. That's the things that happened. Cons, conventions, nerdum in general. Like how I put that in there. Uh, oh, I feel like I, I I have to have tons more to say about it, but I just can't put words together. Well, hold hold up here, hold up. You know, let's uh, let's let's kind of break this down by the numbers here. I mean, what oh, what's it been like? Numbers. Yeah, what what's it been like in the past? I mean, you say it's gotten big, but let's let's get a real perspective as to on how it's changed. Because I know a lot of our listeners around here 
I've seen on how Emerald City Comic Con and Sakura Con have just exploded in popularity in this market. Tell us how you've viewed this as changing. Hmm. Well, let's see. It when it's it's this is its third or fourth year. Cole, do you remember this is its third or fourth year? Fourth. Fourth? Fourth. Wow, it's been four years already. Well, in its first year, it was how many rooms or halls it took up uh, has constantly grown. So it's basically, it's they've kept adding things to it, and it's grown bigger and take taken up more room in the halls. Because, like, it's our... Prairie Land, it's an expo, so it's cut into separate halls. And so they have one hall, and then it's expanded into two halls, and then it's expanded into three halls, and now it takes all four halls. There's four halls there. A, B, C, D, E? Is E? E is a hall? All five halls now. So I think it's five. Yeah. So it literally, it's like our biggest area that never actually does take up uh, a whole uh whole um there's never been like a, a expo or convention or thing taking up it's the four halls it's four halls oh, four sorry hall. four halls a b c yeah. and d is there no, yeah. no hall e e might be split into two mike mm. the big hall might be split into two well because isn't the big hall a oh no there's two big halls there's two big halls yeah whatever anyways so yeah, this is like the first time that literally it's expanded into everything. Um, but then there was also there's some they they did some different changes. So like, um, they anyone who's in costume had to go through costume check. So there was costume check, and then there's also prop check. So if you had props, then you had to go to prop check. But if you had a costume, then you had to stand in line and band on you saying that your costume was appropriate because it seems this one it felt a whole lot more family oriented so like young kid oriented so all the costumes had to be checked to make sure that they were appropriate um so they went family friendly that's interesting yeah no it's like more more so than like to the point where i actually have to say the term that it has become because like you want things to be family friendly, but then no one has to go out their way to say, hey, this is family friendly. It's not more than family friendly. It's family um, prioritized, family oriented. There you go. Oriented. So. Yeah, it seems to be. It's all the kind of nerd stuff, but like it's not really it doesn't feel like it was. Uh, um propagated towards nerds this time was propagated to like families and i think that's them trying to up their numbers even more because here it's going to be way easier to say bring your family to this thing than say this is a bunch of nerd stuff and then people will go i i'm not into nerd stuff but if you go this is a thing for families people go, oh i i have a family i can take i can go to that there's there's going to be entertainment things there um so yeah it was definitely like it felt weird the way it was oriented towards more stuff like that and like how anyone in costume 
had to go through a check. So it wasn't just like you're in costume, just walk in like we do anywhere else. It was like, no, if you're in costume, you have to go through the procedures and get a check. It's like it's not not a difficult procedure. You stand in a line, they go, they look at you and go, no weapons. You don't look weird or obscene or half naked. And yeah, here's a band you're in. But it's like I was in a Kigu and they're like, do you consider yourself in costume? I was like, ah, well, come over here. If you're in like a Kigu, then you're kind of in costume. Uh, Kigu Rumi uh, onesie. That was Terrier Mon onesie on Sunday. It was Black Power Ranger on Saturday. Um, but yeah, no, it has grown. And like it feels like they're shifting the way they are trying to appeal to the audience. The audience? Con goers? No, it's not. Expedition. Ex, expo goers? Because it's technically an expo, not a convention. So kind of felt that odd that's something like the i felt like was oh okay made me grab my attention but other than that yeah no it's just grown in size that's how i can say it's been growing and like it's filled up the convention or ex or prairie land park or expo hall all the all the halls so like technically i don't think it can grow anymore because there's nowhere for it to grow it's already it's outgrown its area so we don't really have anything bigger than that so I don't know what that's going to do. It's going to start spilling outside, maybe. Huh? Maybe. Because, like, there is a whole outside area. And then that'd be interesting. Because, like, our... Our, uh... uh, What's that thing? What's the... What's the amusement rides that come? Can't even remember what that's called. The X? The X, yes. I was, like, thinking Expo. I was like, no, that's the expo. Is it something that's also like expo, but it's the X, the exhibition. There we go. And that's all outside and that's all the rides and everything. That's it's not just outside, though. Yeah, I know it's some of it's inside, but it's not all inside. It's only like one hall of it is inside. No, it's spread all over the how many acres is on? I'm actually curious. Well, because that's the thing is like they've got a bunch of halls inside the building, but then they've got lots of area outside, too. And then they got the stadiums and all kinds of stuff outside. So, like, that's why I'm thinking, like, how can the SAS Expo grow anymore? Because it's already filled up all the halls. Um, is by, like, kind of going outside, I guess. Like, they have things outside, but the only thing they have outside is the uh, medieval reenactment guys. And they would go outside and do 240,000 square feet. There you go. For, for the Trade Center. But I, I don't know how big the actual lot is. Yeah, big, big old, big old ass lot. I've rambled. I ramble enough. Do I did? Do you have a better picture of what I'm talking about, Rob? Or yeah, no, that's that's actually a very good perspective. I've confused. Uh, no, actually, that that was actually really good and concise. I'm uh, I'm kind of impressed, actually. You know, so, considering you had no time to go and uh, prepare anything. So when do I ever prepare anything? I just I just do this on the fly. I always do this on the fly. That's how, that's how I roll. Um, I do want to say like, even Genbatacon, which is the anime themed one, because one's small, but it is also growing. But it's not it's not growing at a at as the same rate. Um, it's that's in uh, TCU Place or was it Credit? 
uh, what does that stand for? Something Credit Union Place? TCU? Yeah, what does the T stand for? One second. I don't remember. Because it's Credit Union Place. And it's, anyways, that's that's like a... That's it's like named a, after T, TCU Financial. <laughs> TCU Financial, is it? Well, oh no, it's because mm. it's Credit Union... Uh, credit Union something else. That's the thing that's outside the city. That's SAS. It's not credit, credit Union anymore. Oh, it's not even Credit Union anymore. Fuck, it's SAS Tail Place. Oh, they keep changing the names of all the places. It's still just, well, SAS Tail Place. Isn't that just called SAS Place then? Can't you just call it SAS Place? SAS Tail Place? It's technically the yeah. It's kind of- God damn, just take out the tail and you've got SAS Place. Anyways, 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 anyways. Um, yeah, so we have Gambaticon, and that's downtown at our TCUP, which is closer to a theater auditorium than is a kind of convention hall. Like, it's got rooms and hallways and such, but it's not a whole lot of area. It's more used for... Uh, for banquets and for... Banquets, yeah. yeah, and then it's got a big theater that you can go see concert concerts. But they're not concerts, not, musicals, concerts, pretty yeah. much like, yeah, big. Like, you can see, like, we've seen concerts there. Like, yeah. Like, I know, but comedians. But it's more highbrow concerts. So it's yeah. not like a rock concert. It's. Uh, that's not true, dude. We've definitely seen Great Big C on that stage. That's that's a different kind of rock concert. That's not a rock concert. That's a Great Big C concert. That's different. <laughs> that's that's its own thing. Um, um, Counting Crows was there. Counting Crows. Is that also? I don't know. I don't think I know kind of gross. You should if you watch a Shrek movie. There, uh, I have watched Shrek movies, but I still don't remember. Mister Jones. Um, is it? Are they just? Are they just a band I've heard of or heard? I, I'm sure play? you. I'm sure you've heard their music, but I will admit, even I had to think about it for a second when he said the names. It's like. Oh right, those guys. Yeah, it's got it's kind of like the calling. You know, everybody okay. knows the song "Wherever You Will Go," but nobody knows who the hell it's by. That one? Am I singing it? I think I'm singing it. Oh well. So yeah, could be just one of those songs. Accidentally in love. That's theirs. Sure. I, I, I don't accidentally in love. Oh. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like songs that you hear but you don't make connections. They have a whole bunch of other ones. I I only reason I went to that concert is because my mom my I, my family won free tickets and me and my brother. Ooh. Seems seems people get a lot of tickets free that are going to that place. Because I think a lot of the tickets I've ever gotten free have been the TCU place and it's just like Kind of concerts there, and well, technically the I've, I, the other time that I've gone to a concert with you with free tickets, but that was behind the bez. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's only at a certain time of the year, so that's kind of like. Anyways, that's off topic. We're now talking about event centers in Saskatoon. Uh, if you ever come to Saskatoon, these are places that you'd go to see events. But when are those two things ever going to align for you? Um. 
whoever is listening. When we to drag this. to when we ever drag Robert. Out. No, because then he's going to come here, but there's not going to be any events going on. So it's just <laughs> yeah, like, good point. <laughs> we're just going to drag him. Out that's here what I'm getting at. Like they could be there's events going on. They could not be here or they could be here. There's not events going on. Depends what time of year is. If it's July and August. Yeah, there's tons of shit going on. But yeah. So um, shit. What was I going to say? Gambaticon is the anime one. It's grown. Uh, they've like moved, taken over. Like that's it's hard to say how things grow because I can say they take up more space in the building than they did last year. But that doesn't mean much if their attendance doesn't grow. Because um, like if they're getting cluttered, I don't think it ever works the other way around where the attendance grows, but then they don't physically take up more space because normally that means, hey, if your attendance was this good, you might go, OK, that means I'm going to maybe invest in a couple more rooms this time. And then your attendance can grow from that. But I don't think it's ever the other way around where their attendance grows the next year and they didn't actually get a bigger room or anything or make any improvements for next year where they just kept it exactly the same. I don't think anyone ever does that because that seems like poor planning. Yeah, you think you'd want to step it up again. You just always want to step it up next year. So, but yeah, that one's... Kind of like the anime-themed one. We used to have another one, but it died. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. I've talked about it before. Controversy. That's it. Done. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it makes me it makes me hopeful for anime conventions and stuff like that kind of growing here. Because why wouldn't I want that to grow here? It's things I enjoy. I enjoy walking around and looking at all the stuff and dressing up but i have to say it's kind of difficult to cosplay at the expo because it's not all day it's from 10 till 6 so from 10 till 6 that's your convention time is expo time that's on saturday and then from 10 till 5 on sunday so it's not like a huge all day kind of thing it's like a after six o'clock it's done everyone's outside the building you the expo's done for the day um and that it's means the same, it's the same kind of thing with packs it's uh the reason why okay. I think that one that that one i think isn't really a big cosplay heavy convention for a lot of reasons but honestly that time frame i think is the biggest restriction because at most you're talking about eight or nine hours is really the best that you're going to get out of that in cosplay yes yes yeah and um, and like Ours, there's not really any hotels near it either. So, like, if you came into the city... Okay, hold on, hold on. That's not true at all. Okay, what's the closest hotel to Prairie Land? Uh, across the... F- oh, okay, Prairie Land. There we go. I thought you were still... Oh, thinking- sorry. No, I'm thought, talking sorry, Expo. We- if you're Never talking mind. TCU... Yeah, TCU plays. There's, one- there's two right across the street from it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Uh, but, yeah, never mind. You're right. You're right. The closest and one to... And then TCU play Gambaticon. I don't remember them having time limits i don't remember i think they go like 10 to 10 i don't remember it having like a 10 to 6 or anything like that but yeah for um Prairland, the closest um closest hotel would be the small sheraton ones just a couple blocks over you know where they are over by stormbridge there's at least one or two there's a sheraton over there and then there's the one on yeah there is one there's two That's hotels over there plus <laughs> Yeah, in comparison to what you're talking about, yes, they are. If you go, it goes from there. You go onto the highway and you go straight there, like over by um, 
on, off up off by the Alliance Church up there. There's three hotels that just start opened up last year, a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, that's not that close, Cole. You have to get that's on the five highway. minutes. That's two minutes on. Uh, it's five five minutes highway driving, like through circle, because um, you have to get on. To, it's 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 not walking distance. Most definitely not walking distance. It's driving distance. Um, you can't get to there. You actually can't walk there because you have no, to you get can't. On the highway. No, you have to get you have to get on circle yeah. to get to that. Yes. Um, so that's actually how many blocks away is that? That's quite a bit of blocks away um, because you have to take circle to kind of get to it. So sure, you can get on circle and then you're driving at highway speeds. And so it does take five minutes. Air quotations, but you're driving five minutes at 100 kilometers an hour. So if you took that 90 kilometers, 90 kilometers an hour. Sure, Sorry, it's, my, no, well, you have to go to speed limit for there, because if you well, go, 100, 100. The, 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 yeah, well, you can, but then the cameras will catch you. Not at 100. No, you have to be going over 100. The cameras don't get fucking care. My dad's been caught at 100. At 100? No, he's lying to you. No, he he's hasn't. Not. We saw the pictures. Yeah. You read the ticket. Yeah. At 100. Take off. Yeah. No, that camera's uh. That camera's on the bridge, and that's way before then. There's one just before um, the turn off on Preston going up towards. Oh man, I've been going hundred. I've never been caught at a hundred. I got caught at a hundred and ten. Sure. Yeah, might maybe he might have been going over a little bit more. I can't remember. Ah, uh, now, now, oh, 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 oh. retracting that a little bit. So yeah, um, I'm saying you have to go on the highway highway speeds to gonna get to a hotel so you have to have a car so and at that point if you just live near literally if you lived right across from prairie land you'd just walk there because there is all just living there there are just houses there but then you have to live in that area which is not really that what's the odds of that so that's that that being said basically that means you have to dress up and drive there because you can't really dress up there or there's no really unless you just have your costume in the trunk of your car and you dress up in the parking lot uh, but sometimes if you have an elaborate costume you can't do that it's like if you have makeup or anything you can't really do that in the in a parking lot you gotta do that at home and then that means you gotta jump in your car have a costume that you can drive in then drive there and that takes however long uh, then you're at the convention or at the expo cosplaying but then if it's a cosplay that you realize is not the best to get around in and you get tired in it quickly, then all of a sudden, okay, well then if maybe if you, if maybe if you were smart, you had like a change of clothes in your trunk. So then you walk out to your trunk and then you, again, you're changing in the parking lot into something more comfortable. Uh, if you have makeup or anything on, then it's, that's not coming off. You can't really, unless you somehow drove a camper van there or something. Um, so that means you'd have to, if you wanted to change, you have to drive home, get changed, then drive back again. And that will be, let's say, ten a 10-minute drive. Let's just round to a nice number, 10 minutes. For someone who lived across the city, that would be 15 to 20. But if you live, let's say you live close, that's going to be a 10-minute drive to your house, then 10-minute drive back. So that's already 20 minutes of traffic of driving. And then 
changing out of your costume, however long that takes, and then going back to the convention. So, yeah, uh, either you have a costume that is very comfortable that you can walk around for how six, seven, eight hours, or you have a costume you can't, in which case you have to get ready, drive there, get tired, drive home, change, and then maybe drive back for the last two hours if it all works out. So, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like cosplaying at the expo is sort of inconvenient. And, yeah, I guess what you're saying about PAX, Rob, that it's just not a not a suitable thing if it's got such a short hour of time. And at least at PAX, you can walk back to your hotel, which doesn't take super long, take off your costume, then walk back, and it's not a as big ordeal as having to drive across the city and drive back. Yes and no, because the thing with PAX that's a little bit harder, even though there are a ton of hotels around it, there's so much press that comes into the area, and that being a majority of the tickets that are out there, it makes it very difficult to go and even get a hotel room. Uh, the hotel that we normally stay at for SakuraCon or Emerald City, we're normally going and paying after you know discounts and all that stuff because we do kind of shop around to make sure we get the best deal. We're looking about two fifty a night is what we go for at those or at those conventions. Uh, when you're talking about packs, the same hotel is almost seven hundred dollars a night. It is insane on how much it jumps up for these kind of press events. Mm, supply and demand. Because they know the people that are staying there aren't the ones paying the bill. Exactly. So it makes it difficult for the rest of us. So yeah, that's that's a big part of it is that if you are lucky enough to get a hotel room, yeah, it's definitely more convenient. But at the same time, you are talking about such a limited span. Plus, you're talking about needing to take restroom breaks, which the restrooms are, I will make this serious argument, are even more crowded than the other two conventions we talked about. Uh, mm. Less or more limited space to go and walk around. Uh, Emerald City's kind of close on that, which I will go and say definitely does hinder the whole process on there. And then thing number three, I mean, for the unfortunate schmucks, like the people that went with me, because we weren't able to go and get a hotel room, we really needed to be very selective about what we were going and wearing to the convention to make sure we were going to survive it. Honestly, our friend Emma, who did Tracer, is such a trooper, because even though I made her armor as lightweight as possible on there, she was still... The Tracer, by the way. Yeah, no, seriously. I'll go and link to her in the description. Uh, Yeah, we really should get her on at some point. You're right. We should... uh, You should have her on at some point. She, she's I've great. seen several pictures of her in her tracer as well as uh, cosplaying me or Amy in her um, diva. And both were amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they both turned out absolutely fantastic. And I'm so proud of both of them. Uh, anyways, continue. You saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she, she had the most weight to carry out of everybody. Cause I'll admit I didn't do a great job with her guns. Uh, just because I really wanted to do a multi-piece build, but just didn't have the time to go there and do were that. Four piece though, weren't there? Uh, not tracers. No. I, I'm trying no. to remember because I was there when you were printing those, weren't you? That that was Amy's one that I did in four pieces, and I ended up redoing uh, hers. I ended up redoing hers anyway because I didn't really like the way that it all came together. Uh, and I'm still not happy with that one, but uh, like I said, I ran short on time to get it done the way I wanted to. So I had to print Emma's uh, 
as two-piece units on there, and I did them as solid builds. And even with just a 15% infill, those were the heaviest part of her costume. Well, they should have been that heavy. And they were still about a half a pound each. Because, like, I, oh, I'm trying to think of how heavy my gun is. That's why you stick magnets in them and then put magnets on her belt. <laughs> would oh, have no. if we had more time. <laughs> yeah. I want, it's I like, what would you use for that? Would you, I'm guessing earth magnets would be fine for that. That yeah, that'd be the most efficient yeah, one. Iridium, iridium. Are those iridium? No, no neodymium. I'm thinking neodymium. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I know you can go. You can go find those at like Lee Valley and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Her, I, I, I want to start using those more often because they just it'd be cool. Like masks, shit. Put those in masks. You just plop your mask on. It's on. You don't have to worry about bands going around your head or anything like that. Oh, oh. Yeah, def- lo- love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, unfortunately, I need to figure out some sort of a harness for her, but I can't do Neodidia magnets uh, in her case because the next version that I'm already working on uh, are going to have lights on the inside. It's going to be a true multi-piece array for that one. And God help me, she wants it to go and have active triggers, and I'm like, well, there goes my ability to shove magnets on the inside. <laughs> active trigger. Oh, Oh, so when you pull the triggers, then it'll light up the... Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can still put magnets. Because the magnets I... are basically embedded in the sides. So if you did it, so you basically did a cutaway. And when you... So yeah, yeah. So you take your piece of like the side bits. And then you'll just... Uh, it, uh, do, you, do you alter your STL files at all? Oh, God, yes. No, I'm, I'm almost doing home builds anymore. Okay. Okay. Uh, what do you what do you use? Mostly AutoCAD, but I, I've been going and learning from uh, our friend who it will also be on at some point. But we're trying to work out time change uh, at German Props on Instagram. He's been giving me some great. Yeah. Where'd you get been... AutoCAD from? <laughs> I know a guy. That's all I'm gonna say. I know okay. a guy. Is it a guy <laughs> with his first name is G? No, no, not him. Shockingly. Oh man. Because I know you got the pattern for Tracer's chest piece from him. No, no, that wasn't from him. That was from at German Props. We worked together uh, on that one. Well, okay, I'd have then, to say... Then... Um, AutoCAD, well, it's kind of weird to work... That's it's like a little bit higher to work with for AutoCAD for using STL files. So, yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Because that is, that is quite a higher thing. Um, but, like, if... Because, like, literally, I've been to cut and make and do stuff i've been using the uh home the inbuilt windows 3d builder so it's come stock with anything with windows on it and it's just like you put your stl files in there and just you can cut and splice and move things all you want and it's super super easy to work with well and Uh, that's what that's what at german props has been having me go and work in here recently because the AutoCAD stuff, it sucks. I hate using it for that kind of application, but... It's not designed for, like, STL files as a it, thing. That That's just it. I mean, what I've been having to do is I've been going and exporting, and I'm trying to remember the file extension on there, but then I go and put it into uh, Mishmaxer. Yeah. <laughs> Mixmaxer? Yes? No? Rob, I can't hear you. If you're talking, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Forgot the push to talk. Yeah, yeah, I've been having to go and export from that into Mish... Eh. 
into mesh mixer, whatever the mesh hell. Mesh mixer. There. Yes, mesh yes, mixer. That, yeah, it that. mixes the mesh. The yes, mesh that, is the, uh, the triangulations. Your uh, God, what's the word? Um, I can't remember the word. The word that represents each line uh, in your triangles in each polygon. Word. Triangulations? No, that's not it. Uh, shit. Whatever. Anyways, mesh mixer mixes the mesh. Yeah, and then I'm using that to go and export to STL files. Really? Wow. AutoCAD doesn't export to STL? uh, Not the version that I've got. I've been told Uh, that there is a way to get it on there, but I'm running an older version of it because, like I said, I got it from a guy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not... It is and it isn't. It is and isn't designed for 3D doing stuff or the way that 3D stuff is done nowadays. So it was designed for AutoCAD for computer-assisted design, and you do it two-dimensionally, but then you do each side like you would the way you were drawing something three-dimensionally on a two-dimensional piece of paper. And it works great for that in AutoCAD. But nowadays with like the ST modeling or STL files and the 3D printing the way it is, using a already basically you got to start thinking in 3d so like 3d builder and things like solidworks are the ones that work or autocad has they have one for like 3d modeling and i can't remember what it's called but like their stuff isn't really called autocad anymore their stuff is like called they've changed the names a little bit so it's like inventor i think they call it inventor now um something like that Anyways, yeah, so like old school AutoCAD is good for doing 2D drawings. If you're doing 3D drawings, then you're basically having to take and look at it from each side and doing that as a 2D drawing. So it is probably pretty hard to make a uh, STL files work properly through AutoCAD. But if you're designing any other prop that you're doing and you're doing it by hand and you're doing it in the old uh, old style where it's going to be done kind of 2D and then you kind of do your contours and stuff, then it's going to work great for that. Because like doing, if I had AutoCAD when I was doing all my keyblades, then I would have done them in AutoCAD and all my lines would be perfect. And then I'd print that off and that turns into line art. And then you can put that on your piece of paper and then you can cut that out and then you got all your stuff and then you can do your side things and yeah. I like AutoCAD. But yeah, for 3D printing it's gonna be really confusing. So yeah, no, it's it's not it's not been great for me. And yeah. th- thanks once again to at German Props for showing me how to do this just with the free Microsoft utility. Yeah, but, no, I, I I've yeah. used that and it works good. I'm gonna say good. I'm not gonna say great. It works good. It, it's because, functional. It's functional. Yes, it's more functional than other free things. Because you literally, you just can import your STL files. You can cut, splice, move them however you want. It's like, it's all very basic stuff. You can build your own stuff through the basic of taking shapes and putting them together until eventually you have the thing you want. Um, But it's very... It feels more like, yeah, it's more like working with... Working with clay, I'd say. Like if you're... If you're a very hands-on but not a methodical thinking kind of person, we're like, oh, I just have a block of clay. I'm not going to 
put a bunch of it into different shapes until I have the thing you have. And so that's why I'm looking at it and it's kind of geared towards children um, or geared towards children or geared towards learning how to make 3D files. I, I would say it's definitely a tool for uh, novices, which I think children yeah. definitely fall into. Because it does well, have some legitimate application that somebody you know, like you or I could go and appreciate. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely... Because I, I kind of look basic. at the, the pre-built stuff that's, that they've already for SD files, and they're kind of like kid things. So they're like, they've got one, like if you go look in the already pre-built SDLs, they got the tracks. So you can like 3D print tracks for like the, uh, I guess all those people listening at home, if they've ever remember going to a toy store and they had the train tracks that were made out of wood that had the grooves and you could have the trains on them and they were like connected puzzles. Yeah, you can, they have all those already pre-made so that you could just 3D print those and then have that train set and just make every single one you want when you want to 3D print it. Um, and then they have like kind of puzzly things and, and like these are all the ones that are just pre-built and they're sort of like kind of toysy things. Um, but yeah, it's like, it is simplistic, uh, but it gives you everything you need to make something. And if you're creative enough, then you can pretty much make anything you want. Cause you can just put a block down. You can change that dimension of your block of how much you want, and then you can stick on other blocks and make, eventually make a shape. But if you wanted to ever really, really make something that's very elaborately 3d, uh, 3D designed, then either you already know how to do that in a very expensive program and you've been doing it for a long time and you just know how to 3D model things, or you're a little too ambitious and you should take baby steps. So, yeah. But yeah, no, I like it because like if I need to take a 3D file that's already needing some altering where I can like cut it up or change some things on it, and like, um, Actually, I I did uh, my horns. If you've ever seen my horns, I made those in 3D Builder. I just kind of took a... Because you can import drawings and stuff. So I just kind of drew what I wanted, imported that file into uh, 3D Builder, then scaled it to the kind of size I want. And then I just sort of drag and dropped circles till eventually it filled up my shape the way I wanted it and then just kind of there's it lacks a smooth tool is what I really hate because like well it does have a smooth tool but just doesn't really work very well and I found simplifying it and like getting rid of all the edges made it work way better for a smooth tool basically I had a bunch of circles together we can very easily tell they're all circles I wanted them to blend all together and it has a smooth tool but it doesn't really smooth very well at all. So I basically just hit simplify and that just got rid of a whole bunch of triangles. And then all of a sudden it became all the circles globbed together and became the shape I wanted it to be. And then boom, I have horns and I made horns. So yeah. Now try using that one more often. You might, you might find more success because it's, uh, if you kind of worked with auto, actually, yeah, because if you worked with AutoCAD now, you know kind of what the extremes are of what using things are. And then this might be feel really simple for you. 
and that could either a uh, make it feel like things are really easy to do and so it's never overwhelming and you're like oh i just need to make the simple shape and then boom you just make the simple shape uh, without having to really figure anything else or you might feel like you've lost functions and thus you're trying to make the simple shape but you're like i could do this way quicker in autocad in which case you'd probably have to go back to autocad um so it's only it's going to be one of the two things really it's going to be simple to a comfortable level where you feel like you're doing all you have all the things you still need and then you just make the thing without any of the complications of autocad or it's going to feel like you lost functions that you really liked and then it just doesn't feel like it's as robust and can do what you want it to do anymore. If that makes sense. No, it makes total sense to me. And I mean, I'm going to be straight here. I have hated working in AutoCAD. It's, it has some things that work for me. And like, I understand the basis of that kind of building design, that kind of coding. So it's not hard for me to jump into it, but it's not intuitive. AutoCAD? Personal opinion, no. I, I don't think that it's a very intuitive system. It's capable of doing a lot, but it's not the easiest interface to work with. It's got a lot of limitations with how the interface can be played with and used versus the 3D Builder. While definitely limited in what it's all capable of doing, I find the interface to be very flexible, very easy to work with. So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. So, and... That's true. And the way and it's because AutoCAD is very a functional thing. So it has lots of features in it. And the problem with it is they're either sometimes kind of handy because you can what what happens at work a lot uh, is we have multiple. We have AutoCAD because we have to use AutoCAD to do everything we do. So and multiple people have their AutoCAD set up differently than the other person's. And so there are lots of features. They're just sort of hidden. So unless you've actually kind of been trained in AutoCAD and know things about it, trying to figure out how to do it is hard. So it's like when you sit down, it's not user-friendly in the sense that someone can just pick it up and all of a sudden they're doing what they want. It's very trained thing. So if you get trained in AutoCAD, then you're going to love it because you can do everything you want and because it has tons of features, tons of features that you don't see on the surface. You have to like go into it and then you'll find them eventually. And then you can customize it so that the features you like the most can be out on the front and become very, um, very user-friendly for you because you can basically make it customized to you by moving all your buttons and everything around. But off the default, everything is sort of under layers of stuff so you have to really dig to kind of find what you're looking for and that's why they have autocad classes you have to you can go to school to learn autocad um and it's so it's because it's not very user-friendly but it is very once you get taught how to use it then it does make sense but yeah with uh and i guess that's kind of like i want to compare i want to compare phones it's like, I, I want to make it relatable to someone where you have like your iPhone versus your Android. iPhone is very user friendly, but you can't kind of blocked out of a lot of things sometimes where you have Android. It's less user friendly. It's more customizable, but then that makes it more confusing for people who are not used to someone else's phone. Uh, and so you can figure it out 
But then if you really wanted to mess with it, you could really mess with it and not really have any problems. It's just Android and you can just open sourced Android and you can go in there and fiddle all you want. But Apple is sort of a little bit more closed unit where this is what it is. Uh, and then it's the same for every Apple phone. And so people who aren't as comfortable with technology or technology uh, in that sense can easily use this one before they can use the other one. So yeah, that's how I'd explain it. <laughs> the windows product is like an Apple phone and the Android product is like a expensive uh, industrial use program. Which is no doesn't make sense because that one's supposed to be really expensive. Where the An Apple phones are super expensive and the Androids are cheap. Should be the other way around, shouldn't it? Well, I guess. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. I've confused myself. 3D builders free, where Apple is cost lots of money. That's the more of my story, I guess. Anyone else? <laughs> Nope, that's pretty much all I can think of that for you. Sorry. I'm just laughing at my own little confusions there now because like, I'm just making comparisons where Apple phones and 3D Builder are like, they're kind of like the same user interface, but one's super fucking expensive and one's free built in with oh, I guess I would have had to bought my Windows, but yeah. Rob, what do you think? <laughs> Shockingly, I agree with everything you just said. Uh yeah, I'm just talking about auto programs now. I do, I do, it's what I do for a living. It's what I do for a living. I play around in AutoCAD. I draw things in DXF files. I then stick that out to a CNC router, and then I cut it. So think how great that is. Think of like when you draw your thing. Oh, I guess you, you basically are doing that. When you're drawing your thing in AutoCAD, and then you just go, okay, now I want this thing to be an actual thing I have as precise as what I've drawn in an AutoCAD. And all you just do is you pop it out to your machine and then it, the CNC plastic extruder. That's your technical term. That's what it should technically be called. Uh, then creates it through your computer, numer com computer numerically controlled uh, coordinates that you tell it through its G code that it then it goes and follows the exact lines and then boom, it's done. And it, and it makes the thing. So have you tried writing G-code yet? Rob? Not talking to Cole. He doesn't know anything about G-code. I'm talking to you. Yeah, that's, that's, a little, that's a little more advanced than what I've gotten into so far. It's not actually that advanced. It's actually pretty easy. Because it's so... It's, it's kind of like basic... Uh, have you ever done any basic basic i mean like the basic basic programming where uh you say okay do this then do this then do this as in like a simple line programming and you basically you can say x two y three z one and then it's gonna go wherever it understands your x zero y zero z zero is it's gonna go to that position and then you can, the next line, it'll be line two, X, two, Y, six, Z, 
one, it's then going to move to that position. And then you just keep writing a whole list of where it goes. And then it's just going to do line after line. It's just going to read them in order. And then it's just going to kind of follow that eventually. That's what it's doing. So if you ever looked at your uh, G code files um, from your uh, from after you've uh, spliced them, read it and you'll just look at each line and understand that each X, Y, and Z is a coordinate somewhere based off of your zero, zero, zero. And think of X is always your horizontal, Y is your, always your uh, vertical. Um, well, that's hard. Yeah, horizontal, vertical, and then Z is your other vertical. I don't know how to describe that more vertical. X and Y are flat horizontal vertical, where Z is your actual up and down going into third dimension vertical. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the A dimension. Ugh. You want to know what A is? Wait, what your A axis is? <laughs> I'm Anyone? curious where you're going with this. Well, A axis, uh, A axis is actually uh, 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 cylinders. So your A axis is what you'd be doing if you had a CNC. Um, uh, um, why am I forgetting the word of it? It spins. Um, not milling machine, not routing machine. Uh, but, 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 but why am I? I'm, I am blanking on the name. Jesus Christ. Someone help me. You'd put a thickening in it, a spin, and then you'd have it, you'd be making it round. Uh, a router? No, it's not a router. No, you're talking like a. Yes, yes, say it. Say the words. I'm having that thing where I'm brain farting where I know what it is, but I can't say the word because I can't remember the word. <laughs> it, it, oh my. It, is it a drum sander you're talking about? I'm... No, no, no. What? No, no. Come on, people. Come on. Uh, 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 uh. Lathe. Oh my God, a lathe. Holy shit. Oh, oh. oh that hurt me. A lathe. So okay, I thought you were talking about going and carving something on the. Well, you carve things on a lathe. You stick a thing on a lathe. It spins in a circle, and then that represents. Uh, but you're working from the outside, uh, from the outside in. I thought you were talking inside out. <laughs> oh, inside out, inside out. I don't yeah. think I ever said inside out or outside in. No, no. I, I mean, my brain was just going there from how you were describing that. It's like I, I didn't oh. pick up. I didn't pick up on what I was supposed to there, so my bad. <laughs> well, anyways, that's the A-axis. So if you have an A-axis, it is literally just an X-axis wrapped around a circle. Uh, and so if you ever do CNC lathing, uh, it has to be a thing spinning. Um, Wait, there's this thing. Is, oh, yeah, I guess CNC lathing is a thing. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> Blowing Cole's mind here. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's your A-axis, but it is just an X and Y axis wrapped around a cylinder. Uh, and then it becomes an A-axis. and But then he has to understand the A-axis spinning back and forth. So instead of an X-axis moving all the way down, no, X would be still the same because it would be back and forth, but your Y-axis would then, if it wanted to go one way or another, it would be going up and down. It'd be turning left or right. And so it's converting your Y-axis to a A-axis because it's wrapped around a circle. And so it's not, yeah, it's not going... A linear path it's going a circular path all good we understand what i'm talking about we're all caught up in class now yep yep, yep. 
Yeah, I'm just talking about work. That's that's what it's gotten to. <laughs> talking about conventions, then talked about props, and then I just talked about CNCing. It's fun. Oh, you, like you can just think of all the props. Think it's like think of like like with 3D printers and all the props. You just go. I'm gonna sit down on my computer. I want to make this thing, and then I just I draw it. I take a picture. I move it over into AutoCAD. I just trace it out, and then I just go. Okay, cut this exactly as it's shown here. And then it cuts it out and you go, okay, I've got a new keyblade and it's done. All I got to do is glue pieces together and then boom, paint. And I have a new keyblade that is more detailed than I would have done by hand. Because I did do it, but on the computer, digitally. The future, we're here. I actually want to bring something up since we are talking CNC machines and making. Um, who making here, things. Yeah, and making things. Um, who here is, knows about the marble machine? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Specifically the one created by the lead of isn't that the Winter Goddamn. Isn't, isn't that the only one? Well, no, there's there's lots of marble machines around. But the one that when every, most people think consider uh, a the marble machine is one that actually makes music. And the actually, that and that goes viral. That was done by Winter Goddard. Yeah, I think I think we um, you might not realize this or pay much. Was that laser cut? Uh, no, that was actually that one was done by hand. Done by hand. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it was done by like a lot of the pieces were cut with essentially what constituted out as a, a, a it was an upside down jigsaw yeah that's just because <laughs> he didn't a, have a bandsaw but now this because he's actually remaking it now so that it actually works and does uh, well works consistently and more often than just one time so that the band can take it hopefully on a world tour and he is doc currently documenting the entire process on something on his uh, on his YouTube channel called Winter Garden. Um, if you would like Why to are check you pronouncing it, out, it like that, because that is how it's pronounced. Winter Garden. Winter Garden. Winter Garden. Yeah. Okay. You just because there's, there's a T in there. Winter Garden. Yes. You just you're not you just like trying to slur it and it's bothering me. Because you're like trying to say it like you're trying to pronounce it ancient Japanese, but that's not how you do that. Anyway, let's go on. Then t- you tell me how the winter G A T A N is supposed to be spelled. Then marble, marble. Winter gotten, 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 gotten. Winter gotten, gotten. How many times do I have to say it? Gotten. Winter gotten. Whatever. Winter gotten. But um, if you would like to check it out, he every week he posts uh, two video, uh, three videos. Sorry, uh, one where he is building the Marble Machine X, and then on uh, Mondays he's also exploring. He has a video ga- a video series where he is exploring very inter- interesting automaton from a museum in Denmark. Which is what from the same museum that inspired the marble machine in the first place. So if you'd like to check that out, his uh, his YouTube is Wintergarten, um, and also his Twitter is also uh, Wintergarten as well. Okay. Have Go you beans. seen you've seen this, right, uh, Robert? 
Hasn't everyone? Not everybody, but I, just I, I thought it, I thought it went pretty. Uh, well, I know, but not a lot of people know that he's remaking the machine. Oh, oh yeah, no. But I thought everyone kind of saw the uh, Marvel scene like was a big kind of viral hit. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, uh, scroll saw. That's where they're called. Cool. Okay, scroll saw. Thank you. Yeah, but upside, yeah, the, the th- an upside down jigsaw is a scroll saw. Uh, no, this is literally a jigsaw that he had bright braced upside down. <laughs> that's literally what it was. Yeah, and that literally just becomes a scroll saw. That's literally what a scroll saw is is an upside down jigsaw. Oh, okay. Uh, it just is it was it fastened to a table? No, <laughs> he just kind of made a jury rig system, and then he kind of was it that. fastened to something? I don't know. It was a thirty second clip. Okay. If you want yeah, to check it so out, that's, check that's, out the check out the the video programming wheel skeleton. <laughs> okay, but that that's what a scroll saw is. It's just a jigsaw that's literally upside down, and then normally it's embedded in like a table. Uh, it normally has a much longer, um, like uh, the scroll saw. The scroll saw will normally have a top to it. Um, so like the jigsaw, like will be on the bottom. It'll be pointing up, and then it'll have like a protective kind of bearing top on the. So when it rubs against that, it keeps it straight. So it kind of turns it into a bandsaw. Well, te- there wasn't anything holding the blade level or at all. Uh, this was just something that he did as a janky kind of thing just to try and make it work, um, which is why this was all. It, it didn't really work. And the thing was slightly crooked. Um, well, that's what you get with a jigsaw. It's, exactly. doesn't matter if you held it from the top, if you cut it from whatever way it's going to. They just flex. That's what happens. And so that's why with a scroll saw, um, it'll normally have like a thing on top and it'll have it a bearing. It'll sit on a bearing so that it won't flex as much as that. Um, so that it won't bend side. Because like when you're pushing through something, it'll want to, instead of go straight, it'll always want to go off to your sides one way or another because of resistance and easiest path. So the metal will just bend and then you'll have crooked ends so they won't be completely 90 degree corners they're just going to be like bent and that happens yeah. that's what happens with jigsaws they're they're not the most accurate of tools yeah um but yeah i just but wanted they can to go around corners the way a saw can't the way a rotor saw can't yes yes that makes sense but yeah I just wanted to kind of bring that up just because we were talking CNC machines and this is kind of the showing the kind of the progression of how um, delicate and how precise you could be with a CNC machine. I'm not sure if they're using CAD or if they're using a different program, but in any case, though, I am. Um, if you want to take a look at that, Tyler, or any, of course, anybody else that wants. To I thought you just said they this. didn't. They did everything by hand, though. The first time. The first time. Oh, the second time. They're not. They're not there. They, he, they, um, he looked, looked into getting a CNC machine and he was able to make a deal with a, a company who makes a CNC machines and he was able to get one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And of, the, it goes through the whole process. So he's currently on episode seven that was, uh, done today, was put out today. So if you want to check that out, of course, you can check it out on there. You're YouTube. sure plugging this quite a bit. You're... I really, really like this guy. I really like this because it's a, it's awesome. I really love it. Yeah, you just you keep going into the plugging voice. So yeah, oh, there you go. What Rob? What Rob? Push the button to talk. Come on, Rob, you can do it. 
I believe in you. Can you not hear me? No. We have not heard you for the past 10 minutes, and we prompt you at least once. I don't understand. Wait, then how the hell are you responding to me when I'm saying things? Oh. Are we? This happened last time, too. You just assume we're talking to you. happened. No, we haven't I don't understand this. We haven't been. This hat. It just it just happens. That's just the just assume even that we respond to you. It sounds like we're just maybe maybe it's this. Maybe we're just going to say the thing that you already asked, and then we just start talking, and then you're like, okay, they're responding to my question, but no, it's just we were just going to say that anyways. So they're so insimpatible. Like you just cut out then. Yeah. Say oh, I saying. see what's going on. I see what's going on. You said insimp, and then you cut simpatico. Yes, that. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, I'm going to lead you into a question then again. Oh. And then I can go back into the question that I was asking before. So, Rob, you, you? yeah, Rob, you've heard the, you've heard, yeah, Rob, you've heard these of these guys. Yes. Have you seen the new series about this? Uh, no, because like I. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I, as cool as I think these things are, I'm just like, I, I don't find as cool and exceptional as making these single purpose, single use things are. It's like this it's one is the one that he's making now is not single use, single purpose. Uh, um, that, no, this is exactly single use, single purpose. How so? This, this is a or this is a piece that they are making specifically for this job, specifically for this application, specifically to go and promote themselves, to be able to go and play, to be able to go and do everything you're talking about. But what is this going to be beyond that? It's a musical instrument. Yes, I know. That's all it is. It's something they're going to make one of. And they're going to go and use it. It's like as cool as that is. I just can't all, oh, okay, I see where you're getting at. Yeah, it, that that kind of stuff. As cool as I think it is, and as nice as it is, seeing on how this stuff comes together, it's not something I'm going to go and follow on a week to week basis. Just because that kind of thing just doesn't hold my interest all that much. When I go and see a place going and producing stuff, like watching the Man in Arms stuff, uh, going and seeing them doing stuff week after week, different projects. Uh, different design elements, seeing on how the craft is applied to different things, that yes. interests me more. Uh, I get, I, I, yeah. I, I, can understand I understand that. exactly what you're talking about because, like, this is, it's kind of cool, um, and I, I'd like to watch it when they're done. Um, maybe, maybe watching their series, there would be things that maybe they're like testing things, and you could learn something. You, you never know. You could watch it, and then maybe they I, did something that was with the type of material, something that was actually, um, it gives you knowledge, I guess, but I understand That's, what you mean yeah. when it's like, you're watching this and they're making the one thing. And it's just like, it, yeah. it's just interesting to see the finished product more than the buildup, I guess. Yeah. Like I would, I would, if this is something that if they went and produced a five hour video of them putting the thing together, I probably would watch all five hours of it but it's not something I'm going to dedicate even five minutes to week after week after week, watching them going and doing these small elements of things, just because I just don't find it to be that interesting watching the build process unfolding over a long period of time. 
when okay. I yeah, I can, I, yeah, I yeah. can definitely see what you're coming from with this. Yeah, um, yeah, because this with this because at the same time they're also doing research, they're doing programming, they're kind of just seeing what works, what doesn't, and then they're just and then prototyping and then they're going because they're this is kind of the whole kind of extended because they're changing different things and they're also trying to make it as well so that they can remove different songs so they can do multiple different songs yeah and that's interesting but i have to agree with rob on this like watching that in maybe a single 15 minute video would probably be or maybe even two two videos like i'd go for two videos i'd do that yeah a part one part two but yeah it's just I already do a lot. <laughs> it's going to sound maybe conceited or something, but I already do a lot of that stuff in it already, so I don't need to go home and watch more of it. Well, and, and that's kind of my thing, because even though I do have the ability now to be able to 3D print things, and there definitely is some convenience to that, and you go and work with the CNC stuff, I also enjoy using my hands. Like, yeah. my preferred medium is still in wood, that's where I get the most satisfaction out of it, even though it's not the or going to be the highest resolution. It's not going to give me the best detail or anything. I just enjoy that. I find it to be therapeutic, and I'll go and work on out her on projects for hours and hours and days and days, just because I find that to be enjoyable and relaxing. So to me, seeing other guys working and building something, it just makes me want to go and do something different and actually make something myself. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't care about your project. I care about what I want to go and build. Yeah, it's or it's like you yeah. you want to watch the project to see how they did it so that you can then go do it yourself. But if it's already something you know how to do, then it's just like, well, I I can already do that. So I could either say you're doing that wrong or this could be done this way or this could be done better this way. And I kind of I have to relate that to uh, people like people always like talk about things like sports and uh, watching sports and this goes for both sports. Like I've tried watching sports and I'm just I'm not really that into watching sports. Um, it doesn't entertain me. Uh, but then people are like, well, you can go watch esports if you like video games, if you're not into real sports. And again, I try and watch esports and stuff and it still doesn't entertain me. And even like let's plays nowadays where I watch people play stuff. I don't even watch them play anymore. I just listen to people talk because like. I find it when I watch people play things, uh or do things i don't find it entertaining because i could be going and just doing it myself and just be entertained by doing the thing that they are currently doing so like i'll watch let's plays and normally that's how i'd find if a video game i liked playing and i'd see them do some things i'd go oh but i would have done it this way and then i jump into the game and play it myself the way i would have played it with that little thing because they did a thing and I didn't like the way they did it. So I changed it to do it my way. So that's why I used to watch so much Minecraft stuff. Because there are so many possibilities. And you see people do tons of things. That you then could go. Well I'm going to do that differently my way. Because I wouldn't have done it that way. But then. Trying to watch. Anything that. Has like a narrative story. Or like a let's play something like that. It's like. Uh, I, you're, I'm already watching the thing that I've, I could have just gone and played myself. And then I go play it myself instead. Or like watching sports or watching Overwatch. It's like I can't watch Overwatch. I, I, oh I god! I I literally any time that Funhouse is playing that, it's just like turn it off. Just I can't. Yeah, I don't. I'm like, not enjoying it. Because like I love, I love their commentaries. Things like watching like demo disc. I find demo disc hilarious because it's more of them just 
riffing all the time. It's just yeah. them hanging out, doing, having fun. And then the game is sort of like a shitty game that just happened to be on. But if I watch them try to really play Overwatch, then they're just being serious and we want to play Overwatch. And then it just, well, I could just, I could just go play Overwatch. They're not. Well, that's just it. I mean, the, the only one that I can really watch them playing seriously, uh, and they also go and put a lot of pageantry and presentation into it. I, I can watch them going and doing demo disc, which is awesome. It's definitely my favorite thing that they do. And I can actually watch them doing their GTA plays, but not like oh, when yeah. they're going and yeah. playing with other people, but where they're going and because we do the same the damn free room thing. stuff. Yeah, yeah the free room exactly. stuff. No, oh it's because they're just, they're just having fun. They're just making because that's the thing is like they do things. It's games like that where it's very open, uh, open world where there's so much things that could happen that I can watch them play and they will have a crazy different experience than I will have that I will never be able to replicate and they'll do things differently. But like I will then get the hook to go play and then I will go play. Um, and like, I have that with me. So it's still their person, their personalities are entertaining. So yeah. that's kind of compensates for it. But then there's other people that I just don't watch anymore. Like a lot of the Yogg cast stuff. I just don't watch anymore because I didn't find their personalities as entertaining and, then they'd be playing games, and I'm like, well, they're just you kind know, of talking about what they're playing. That, uh, Yogg's Cast is definitely one that I just I, I don't do anymore either, and I think part of it's because and this is going to sound really weird here, but I think the culture of those kind of game videos on YouTube has changed. Like, that's real first-generation YouTube gameplay stuff. Yes, yes, it is. It, yes, it was yes. very pioneering. It was very yeah. interesting. But now, look what it's turned into. Look at all the different venues you have, all the different options. And I think it's kind of scary because, you know, just like with everything, the internet attention span tends to be very, you know, very thin. So I do kind of wonder, uh, I wonder on how much longer guys like Achievement Hunter, guys like uh, Funhouse, guys like Markiplier are still going to have relevance before the next thing comes along that knocks them out. Yeah. Because eventually it's so, going to happen. Because, yeah. yeah. Because, like, I still watch the Yogscast every once in a while, but like, like Tyler said, I don't really watch them to watch them anymore. I, yeah. I watch them because they've evolved a lot over the past seven years that they've been going, ever since Tyler first introduced them to me years ago when they were still doing Minecraft videos. Oh, now yeah. they, I don't think I've that seen a Minecraft video film. on their channel in a year. No one I, does it anymore. Yeah, no, that's, that's part of it. I also think that they, I checked in probably two years ago and just went and, you know, pulled up one of their recent videos and was looking through and people are still absolutely up in arms over the whole Yogg's Ventures uh, oh, Kickstarter oh, project. Wow, like yeah, that. I totally forgot about I, that. I, I have been watching a lot of videos and investigating a lot of uh, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, uh, GoFundMe scams that especially in the video game community have happened. And my God, just there's still there are new things that are still coming out about that particular situation. 
It's just yeah, like, what like the hell? I, I, I was one of the people who put in a little bit of money for that, and I ended up getting a T-shirt out of it. I I don't blame them at all. But I personally, I've I've read through several different posts made by different people, including the ones made by Lewis and by Terps and by the whole, essentially all the head staff there. And it was I personally see it as an issue with the guy, the company that they partnered with, and and the the they thought biting off more than they could chew and and just not succeeding um i thought it would be it would have been fun it would have been awesome but unfortunately that's just not the way it happened so yeah um, i mean i eh, i gotta i i I gotta think about i always have to say uh kickstarter people are forgetting that it is an investment exactly what happens when you invest in something and it flops you sort of lost your investment that's kind of how it goes if anyone watched the producers, if what you invest in flops, you can't really ask for your money back. Exactly so. right. Like that's the thing is that I put in money for it. And I didn't. I, I expected. Okay, I'll get an, a T-shirt, and if I like the game, I like the game. Oh well, whatever. It just means I supported them. And and the fact that it came out, and the fact that they're like, okay, something happened, and these guys were took all this money disappeared or whatever. The Youngscast took the time to take what money they still had from that project and then we're able to contribute we're able to give back the rewards that were owed at least they did that that's the thing that they they were honest about they're like well we'll fill up everything unfortunately the game will not go forward but we'll at least make sure that you get everything that is owed to you other than that i i'm not so sure i mean like i i definitely think that these are good guys and they did their best but i do think that there's a Yeah, I, I definitely think that what happened with Yogg's Ventures hurt that brand as a whole. And I think in a lot of respects yeah. ended up hurting the Minecraft community. Uh, although part of that also I think has to go and do with YouTube and them intentionally going and shifting the analytics away from gaming and in particular away from Minecraft, despite there being more users playing Minecraft on a monthly basis than ever before you're definitely not seeing as much interest and draw into it. I think partially because things were oversaturated and then number two, because nobody 
Uh, nobody can really find a way to go and fight a lot of the analytics systems that are intentionally gearing people away from it. Although Microsoft, for some reason, still continues to go and tell me that I need to go and look at her, look at Minecraft uh, on the Windows Store every time I boot up my computer. They, they keep insisting on that. Mm. <laughs> I own it already, guys. Just stop, stop exactly. advertising to me. I exactly. Files. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the fact that when you look at it as well, and, and the fact that is when it comes to Minecraft in general, that you there's been a lot of scams that are kind of centered around it. Uh, most of it, there's been, of course, the, that uh, that Florida convention that turned out just to be literally a fucking ball pit, uh, or yeah, not even that. Minecraft. That that's DashCon. That had nothing to do with Minecraft. No, 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 no. I'm saying there was something very similar. Like that's the, I, I joke about the ball pit, but there was this convention that was going on down in Florida. I can't remember exactly the name, but essentially it was just so badly organized, and then all of a sudden it was canceled half like halfway through. There was people that were trapped. Like and I don't this know, was related was, to Minecraft. Yes, it was related to Minecraft. If I, I'll hold on. I mean, I'll just look it up real quick. Was but it like going Modcraft or something? No, it wasn't Modcraft. It was Minecraft. Okay, you you look it up. I, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. But you guys um, keep talking. Well, actually, actually, I think it's I think it's about that time, isn't it? I just it's probably about that time. Yeah. You know what, Cole? Put an earmark in this. We're going to come back next week with I do. an investigation into this. And oh question, God, guys! My question. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, the, you finish your question because I I have some breaking news that will be old news by the time people listen to this. But we must pay our oh, respects. There were, yeah, there was yeah. definitely one thing that I think I know exactly what you're talking about, and I wanted to bring this up as well before we finished up. Okay, well, I'm going to say my one thing that you don't even have to answer is uh, so is pub pub uh, player unknown battleground is that probably the next Minecraft? Think about that. I, I I think I think we're already there. <laughs> I, oh, I yeah, think you're yeah. I think I think you're right because I'm seeing that everybody's got that on their channel. It is all over the place. YouTube clearly there's has actually not tried a pub, There's actually a PUBG scandal thing going. Not scandal, but a thing going on right now. A thing, not a scandal. Um, a well, yeah. There, well, Pub uh, PUBG or PUBG just released PUBG. Um, a statement through one of their publishing co- one of their like news companies sending out emails to a whole bunch of things talking about a release of a, a certain game mode for a game called Fortnite. Hmm. Oh, oh like god. This, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah Fortnite that, released wow. the released a uh, battle royale and then PUBG got all up in fucking arms about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but the thing and, is and, though is that they're they're trying to the thing is, though, is that the technologies that they're using in there and all that is all open source. So they have nothing to fucking bitch about. We'll talk about this next time, though. Oh, Cole's got his words. Uh, what did you want to bring up, Rob? Uh, okay, okay. So this is a very, uh, very sad day for uh, Indeed, any, 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 any male, I believe, that has been born since the 1950s. But this, this is, is a... also, but this is also just for anybody in general really because he's he, this particular person has empowered both men and women for the last 50 60 years i don't know if that's the way i'd put it but sure we'll go with that <laughs> go on yes uh sadly uh it has just come to light here recently that uh mr hugh hefner has died at the all too young age of 91 Mm. probably killed by his wife no mm. he did not Cole i will know so, everything about this i'm still going to go and say that that's the case because hey, that was boy that was funny that 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 damn gold digger and that whole 
marriage thing just oh that's well that, that was his third wife or fourth wife or something like this that. is that's cole's role model that just passed away i know oh, I, you must be so sad well, about this okay first off he's not my role model but I, but at the same time though well, you're obviously also... he's not your role model but i mean we know but, he's but the fact model. the fact is is that i'm not saying he's a hero either but the fact is cole's gonna say he's not this but but here's but all the things he, I will admit he, he he was a spectacular businessman. He and look where he got like where he is now. He he essentially Net. has one of the largest uh, entertainment um, entertainment Hat. businesses in the, well still does. He still has it. His family no, still owns it. He doesn't have it. Still, his family still owns it. Yeah, he, but he's anyways, not his family. He's he. Whatever. You got it. You got. I, I got to rip off the bandaid. Cole got accept fate. He's passed away. Yeah, whatever. Had fine, but he had the biggest entertainment industry. Uh, like I guess not station, but the, the section of the entertainment industry. And he also fought for a lot of different things. Cole he, knows a lot about this stuff, apparently. I looked it up twenty minutes ago. Uh, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but no, he right, right. Just in the last twenty minutes, you've been going. I actually, I only, I only, I only, I only found out half an hour ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we all did. That's when the news broke. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, well, or an hour ago, sorry. But this, but the fact that that this guy has been, he's touched, he has had an influence on a lot of different people, both actors, athletes, and and just the fact that he has been such a smart, intelligent man that has been able to essentially just broaden the horizons of just a lot of different. People and also starting the and also giving great advice for a lot of different other people as well, and putting his and putting his money into charities and into research and also the kind of just the I don't know just kind of going towards basic human rights and stuff along those lines all for the last fifty years. And there's this, there's a saying that I, that's been scrolling up and down my Twitter the entire last hour or so. And it's one of his quotes and that's being life is too short to be living someone else's dream. Just reach out and take your own dreams in your own hands. And I personally think that's a great message. Okay. Anyways, well-spoken voice of Hugh Hefner. Thank you all for coming back for season. Whatever. It's it's just Zio. It's Zio. For Zio. Zio, uh, check us out on. Uh, are we still on SoundCloud? Uh, uh, we are still on SoundCloud. We will continue that partnership through the end of the year. But honestly, we have seen so much higher traffic through iTunes and uh, Google Play Music that uh, yeah. yeah, it's. I don't think I don't think we're sticking with them. That's uh, sinking ship, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. we're still well. there. We're, we're still still on SoundCloud, so check us out there for every episode ever. Uh, please check us out on iTunes and Google Play, and uh, of course, give us some reviews. Uh, positive ones help. Lots of stars. That gets us circulated. If we want to hear other people listen to our podcast, then you got things to talk about with other people. Uh, and yeah, then please hit us up on uh, Twitter. At Soccer Rangers and our email at uh, soccerrangerspodcast at gmail.com. And our Facebook page, uh, uh, Soccer Rangers Podcast. So uh, I'd like to thank you all for uh, listening for this very sporadic uh, episode we had. And uh, 
I hope you all had a good time and uh, I'd like you to take care. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.